And welcome, folks, another edition of the Michigan Football Film Breakdown, focused on the defense. We went a little long uh, with another session, so had to push it down a few minutes. But here we are with another edition of the Michigan Football Breakdown with, with Vance. The people want more Vance, so Vance, we're going to give them more Vance, right? And let's so let, it yeah, let, let's just start off talking to the old ball coach named Vance Bedford who has coached many a game, who has been favored as he heads into these games, into in places like Iowa, where you're facing an offense, they say, this is an overmatched team. You should destroy this team. They, they don't have a pulse offensively. And you go in this game, and it winds up being a little closer than a lot of fans expected. They say, ah, Michigan doesn't look like a championship team. What would you say to folks or to fans who feel that way, Vance? Well, they like this. Is people sometimes call it clueless. I call it clue and less. They don't have any idea what they're talking about because when you play Iowa, Iowa is a well-coached football team that doesn't beat themselves. They don't have a lot of penalties. They don't turn the football over. They play great special teams, and they go. They kind of put you to sleep, and all of a sudden they beat you at home. You know, that was three years ago. Ohio State was number one and two, and they beat them what fifty to fourteen or something like that. So we went into their house. And we physically just took took the life out of it. We really did. We played great offensively, great dis- defensively, and special teams. So we won the game. And in my opinion, it really wasn't close. People look at the score. That was a close ball game. Sam, it wasn't close. Just don't look at the score. Look at what we physically did to them in their house as we waved goodbye. And J.J. was waving goodbye to them heading home. All right, so let's let, let's talk about the things that you thought that they did exceptionally well in this game. To me, novice eyes, it looked like when it came to their ground game, because that's what Iowa wants to do. They want to pound you, set up play action, you know, hit those tight ends in the hole behind those linebackers when they suck up in that run at, into that hard run action, and they couldn't really get that run game established in the early going. At least not inside the tackles. It wasn't until later in the game where they started getting some of their stretch stuff going that they were able to finally get a little play action. But trying to run at Michigan right at them, they had a tough time doing that. I mean, it, we're so big and physical inside. It, it's really tough to run the ball inside on our down guys right now. And we do a lot of movement. We bring the corner blitz. We bring the nickel blitz. We bring the sound blitz. So it slows an offensive line down. And that enables our big guys inside to get penetration. That's what you saw most of the time. And when they did hit a player two on us versus the stretch players you mentioned, it was more linebackers than it was a defensive line. In other words, our discipline wasn't there. I mean, a fullback course is wide, the linebackers course has to be wide. Instead, it's like if you're in, in algebra and you're doing a triangle, I mean, you got a, a isosceles triangle or equilateral triangle. Well, we're doing different things. My man doing an acute angle. We got no chance. I mean, so we got to make sure we're doing the right type of math in order to get there. We're doing the wrong kind of math, Sam. Wait, 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 but Vance, wait, hold on. See, now you're losing me because I thought you said if you could count to three, you could play for me. But now, well, you now you're doing isosceles triangles. Well, well, how, hey, how many points does an angle have? Three. One, two, three. There you go. We win. See right there? One, two, three. You can play for me. <laughs> All right, so they had a tough time running on them. Michigan was was very, very physical. This is not a game where the receivers were, were going to really test the corners a ton, but they like to get to their tight ends. 
They like to use their tight ends in the passing game. Eventually, they were able to get there. But a little bit earlier in the game, whether it was inaccurate passes, uh, quarterback kind of getting a little pressure on him. And then there was that lull in the middle, Vance, where they were not really getting pressure with four. So I'm curious because heading into the into the Maryland game, you said, I want to know, can this team cover guys? Like you could cover Hawaii, you cover UConn, you cover Colorado State. Can you cover dudes? Maryland has some dudes. They went out there and covered some dudes, right? Yeah. Question coming out of that, though, was all right, can you get pressure with four? Right. So saying that. Watching them against Iowa, what's your verdict on that? Do you still have questions about whether they can get pressure with four? Or or have they answered that question for you already? They haven't totally answered that question. The times we did when we twisted the front, when we just straight rushed the passer, we don't have those kind of guys right now. But when we do different things inside, whether it's the nose and a tackle or it's the defensive end and a tackle, we're, we're, we're pretty good. They do a great job in executing those stunts where the first guy gets penetration, the second guy steps and come around. That worked extremely well. But just saying we're going to rush straight four guys. Last year you had two defensive ends that can do that, and the, all the two guys inside to do is push the pocket. Right now we don't have the defensive ends. At least they have not shown that yet, that they can do that. But we we took some pretty good steps in this ball game with those guys. I'm, I'm Really excited and impressed so far with what we've done. Each week, we have improved in certain areas. And going forward, I, I'm looking for a bigger step this coming week. Yeah, so we saw certainly the way they finished the game. Uh, that was very encouraging. Now, obvious passing situation. You know, I was dropping back. They they got to try to make something happen in a hurry. So you just pin your ears back. And I, obviously, that contributes to, uh, you know, some of the success that you know, you're not worried about the run at that point. But before that, it seemed to me, and you highlighted this, Vance, and this is something you brought up last year. You said, I need to see them twist the front more. And, and Jesse Minner, you know, we talk a lot about his, his pressure packages, right, the blitzes he brings, and a lot of other coaches are talking about him too, like, man, they do some exotic stuff. But something that might seem so basic was really effective for Michigan in this game. It really seemed to be what turned the corner for them when it came to all right, we got to get some pressure. Let's twist the front. That really started to take hold in the second half of this game. It really did. I think one of the biggest plays in the game, they ran a screen. It was third down and long, and they bring a guy off the edge, and they twisted the two inside guys. So what happened on the twist, the second guy, perfect time. All he did when he came back around, he followed the center right to the screen, had a tackle for loss. So it was a great call. Now, they've done some of that earlier in the year, but – they did more of it in this particular ball game, and it worked out well for them. When they went to their three-down stunts, they ran natural pick patterns where number 90 is playing like a linebacker. Mm-hmm. And he has a choice. He can rush from outside. He can pick with the, with the nose guard on the center. He can pick with the defensive end on the tackle. It's based on what they see protection-wise that week. And I'll tell you what, it worked out perfectly. They did a tremendous job. I, mean, I like the different things that he's doing. And you're getting third down along versus Michigan, look out. Well, we, can, we can really bring some heat from different uh, positions on the field. So so the play that, that maybe resonated with me the most that they got the third down, they got was the third and 22. Now, I look at that and I say, I'm no coach. I look at that and say, man, man, they 
dude could have had a he could have had a drink sitting in the pocket. It was so clean, right? But that's not what you pointed to because it was straight. That was a straight four man rush, no twist action, no blitz, straight four man rush. He had a super clean pocket. But you pointed out something else, and it really gets to something that we talk about in the film study, which you folks will see tomorrow. But you talk about the eye discipline on that play. I think it was the nickel on nickel eye yeah. discipline on that play yeah. between your nickel and your linebacker. That seemed to be something that you really focused on in this game, their eye discipline. It is. You know, it was third down at 22 in the third at the end of the third quarter. And it's after a hole. And that whole series was kind of difficult. And they scored a touchdown that particular series, but it's third down at 22. Okay, so they plan, it appeared to be cover three. If not cover three, they playing man. They playing loose man. So the nickel back is heavy outside. The guy ran a post corner route. It's third down at 22. Don't chase anything. They run a post, who are they going to go to? The safety. They run a dig route, who are they going to go to? The linebacker. Hang outside. Instead, he went for the move. He got beat outside and fell down. The ball goes down to the, to the two-yard line. They got first down and goal, and it was third down and 22. And going back to your point about the pass rush, there was no pass rush. When we run just straight four-man rush, we're not getting home. Mm-hmm. When we twist the front, you might have gotten some push inside. And so it goes back to why didn't they have some type of twist on third down and 22 inside or outside to give me some pass rush. The next thing is you in cover three. When I've been cover two, cover six, as the thousand analysts, I'm like, I'm not going to be in cover three in that situation. I'm going to probably be in cover two on being quarter, quarter, half. I'm playing deep and outside because they run a two concept. They run a drive concept. It's number two running a deep end route. Number one coming underneath. Or oh, they're doing some type of outside flood. One clearing out, number two running a corner route. Well, guess what they did with number two? They ran a corner route. Cover three, technically on paper, is a great call. But the odd discipline and experience about nickelback, it's first down and goal in the two because of that on third down and 22. See, it's he, a lot of things. You know, a couple of things that I seized upon, Vance, because uh, this was a, a great, great learning lesson for a lot. For I mean, we talk so much about how big this was, this game and these early games are for J.J. But when you talk about on defense and a guy like your nickel, Mikey Sainristel, who's having a really good – you know, we talk about him and his inexperience. He's an experienced football player. He just played the first, what, three, four years of his career as a receiver. But they when he slid over to nickel in the spring, some of the guys inside, coaches and players, like, this dude is going to be a playmaker. And we've seen that. So he's been a playmaker while he's still learning. The, a mistake like you just mentioned, you know, so his help is to the inside on that play. He'll He's the type of dude who will know that new, moving forward and will never make that mistake again. That's exactly right. I mean, it's, I think he's one of the most talented kids on the football team. I, I like him a lot. I really do. And I know I've been hard on him, but if I was a secondary coach, I would be even harder on him because I can see that. He has something special to bring to the table. He could be a leader for him. He's going to make a lot of plays, which he's made a lot of plays so far this year. And he's getting better and better each year with his growth and, and each game, rather. So that's part of it. And that mistake that he made on third and China 22, he won't make that mistake again. I mean, I can see that every single ball game. He's made strides as far as he made his mistake this game. The next game, he cleaned that up. I mean, so he's a quick study right now. And – it's not easy going from receiver to defensive back because 
some people say, well, it gives you an advantage. It should because you should recognize certain routes and those type of things. But at the same time, to get out there and react to it, it it's a lot more difficult than what you think it is. Yeah. All right. So but your, your linebackers, your linebackers. Now, uh, you've been raving about the linebackers to this point in the season. I mean, you're like, man, it's just you're seeing uh, whether it's fitting the run better. They're definitely doing that. Uh, you know, the pass drops, they're definitely doing that. Uh, but this was a game where you came out of it saying, all right, Iowa tried to e- exploit some, some of those matchups, linebackers on tight ends. They they won uh, their fair share of them uh, when when there was time for them to do so. And so you came out of it saying you want to clean that up some. I do. I mean, the biggest thing with that was, was our discipline. I mean, it's not too often you play against a two-back set. We lost a fullback a couple of times. That, that's tough. And a, and a tight end, their tight ends were their best receivers. And if you put a linebacker on them, he wasn't fast enough. You put a safety on them, he wasn't big enough. So they had one or two throws that the tight end did make some completion. And as far as the run game and, and the pass game, our two-back set, our eye discipline was an issue. I mean, guys looking to make a big hit instead of reading their keys. So, again, it was a great learning experience that who else are we going to see in the conference that's going to be in two-back set 70% of the time? We're not. I mean, it's like I said before, we, we, it's the Stone Ages. I mean, we've got a hammer and chisel on the sideline, drawing up two-back play sets. Come on, what are we doing? I mean, it's, the hey, game wasn't man. close, okay? Everybody's talking about the score. was The game wasn't close, Sam, because the game wasn't close. You look at the score, it was close. We physically beat them handily. Again, it was a woodshed whip whipping, but it was a slow paddle. A lot of times when we've been killing people, it's been bam, 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 bam. It was like you want a real stuff, oh, wham. You hit them with power. So before you hit them with quickness. Now, it was a power whipping. That's all it was. So the game wasn't close. Come on, people, get over all Okay, so they, they might be in the Stone Ages offensively. I'm picking up what you're putting down, but isn't that isn't that part of, of why they can have some as bad as they are? The times when they get people, it's like you don't see, you don't see many fullbacks in any. I mean, I was about to say in college football, you don't see many fullbacks in football. Period. So, I mean, yeah, read your keys, but how often is your key a fullback? That's exactly right. You don't see it, and that's why they've had success over the last. He's been there for what eighteen years, give or take. So the reason he's having success because he's doing something he's been doing when he first got there. I'm going to run two back set on being twelve personnel. We're going to run the ball. We're going to shorten the game. We're going to play good defense and good special teams. And that has been a winning formula for him since he's been there. Right now, he doesn't have a game breaker at tailback or game breaker wide receiver. So now, because of that, it's hard for him to win ball games. But for a defensive team to play against that, it is not easy. People think it is, but it isn't because now you have to be a very disciplined team and you're down people getting double teamed the entire ball game. And that's, that's, that's tough sledding for anybody. So because of that, they could stay in the game for a while. When they get behind, which they did, and they had to throw the football, you saw what happened. Quarterback got hit. We sacked the quarterback. We hit the quarterback. Game is over with. And that's what's tough about what they do. They could stay in the game, but when they get behind, they can't protect the quarterback, and they have no receivers to score points. And so, again, that's what the game wasn't close. All right, so, so take me into – the media room, not with the players. I'm talking about with your defensive coaches. All right. So you, you seen you guys, you, you seen us through five games. 
what tweaks, what changes are you making, Vance? I mean, you've been in this position before. I mean, where things are looking pretty good, but you feel like you could be better. How do you get better from a coaching perspective? We know the, what the players can do better. What are you tweaking? What are you changing? What are you messing with as a coach? I'm going to first thing I'll talk to my linebacker coach. Tell me about the alignment of the linebackers. Why are they aligned where they are? Why should you? We got this formation. They should be here. For my defensive line, I'm looking for the details of the game. There's a right hand down. It's easy to get on the ball, hand place. For the secondary, I'm going, tell me about the splits. Why are you inside and you ought to be outside? He got this split. Explain to me this. These are the details of the game that we got to get ready to play. For example, I'm going back to Maryland game. We got beat on the over route, okay? Penn State runs that same route from the same split. Ohio State runs that same route from the same split. So that nickelback, linebacker, and safety, they should know that right now. So, again, I want to make sure that we get and talk these things so when we see these same plays later on in the year, we don't make these same mistakes again. We don't get this thing cleaned up. So the details of the game, that's what you're getting ready for right now. I'm looking at for alignment, the details of every individual, every position on the field. Now, once we understand that, let's talk about the one play. It was a penalty. We had a zone blitz on. We bring a nickel back. And they had a shallow crossing route to get a cut split by the guy backside. And the number two to the field went vertical. But you also had a cut split by number one to the side that came underneath. Why did he take that vertical route? He shouldn't have. So, again, details of the game. He never knew that he had short splits on both sides. You heard me talk about that three games ago, about the cut splits of one and five. So all those things we're going over is to a point right now we have veteran corners. Mm -hmm. Certain things we should communicate so now we can take away certain routes. If we get those things done, we're getting ready to beat anybody in our conference to get ready to roll again for the Big Ten Championship. What about the pass rush, Vance? I mean, I, yeah, I know right now, straight four-man rush, our guys, they try hard guys. They can push the pocket, but we're not going to beat a guy one-on-one. -on -one. So I know in certain situations, we got to have more pick stunts, more twists inside. But again, if it's first down, it's tough to do that because they can run the football. Anytime you twist guys inside, the linebacker's gaps, they change. And that's tough sledding for the linebacker. So you got to be careful of that. If you get in a pass situation, yes, you can do that. When they run the nickel blitz and they come up from the outside, you could almost twist the stunt almost every time and it'll still be clean for the linebackers in the run game. So those are some things that I'm looking at to find ways to get pressure right now because just four-man rush, we're not getting home unless my man number 18 is in the game. Okay. All right. Well, what about number nine? So number 90 got the most pressures on the day, right? Yes. Number 18, you felt his, uh, Iyabi, you sort of felt his. Now, the thing that really stands out to me, and we talk about this in, in, in the film study, he is playing at the end of the game. Yes. He was playing at the end of the game, which is like he's played in every game, and he was playing early in this game too, but you get to the end of the game, you got to feel for who their guys are, right? Who, who are the guys you want on the field at winning time? He was on the field at winning time, which seemed to be a really good compliment to number 90, who was the player of the game defensively for Michigan. So I know you said haven't really identified yet those one-on-one -on -one guys, but it feels like number 90 and, and number 18 might be the closest they have to that. I mean, are you? Are you buying that at this point? Well, I'm buying that. And, and the thing about it, when I'm watching them at 90 on third and long, they stand them up. So technically, he's playing like a linebacker. So they move him all over the place. He's outside. He's inside. So now, when you're on offense, this is what happens to you. So 
you you identify him right now. Where is he? To him, you count him as a defensive lineman. So that means my protection will have to turn to him. So away from him, they got to have some stunts that probably don't come clean because at an offensive line coach, an offensive coordinator, my first thing is when they go to their three-man stuff and he's standing up, I'm going to find him. I'm pointing to him right now. My center and quarterback, hey, here's my down guy right here. Protection slides to him. Now it's time to bring things from the other side and drop him. So you're setting things up for down the line. But here's the key. The next thing is when they go to that package, where is it? Because not in the run game. Because one time I think it was third down and five. And we were into our three-down stuff. They ran the football and got a first down. And that's the next thing about those situations. And third and medium, when you go to that particular look, Ohio State going to run the football. They're a good running back. So you got to make sure that everything fits up to also be able to stop and run on third down and medium. But, again, going back to your question, number 90 and 18, those two guys that can win one-on-one, in my opinion. So we got a lot of questions for, for Vance. I'll try to get to as many of them as possible in the time we have left. If you have questions for Vance, throw them in the comments. I'll get as many of them in as I can. This this first one I can sort of get to. James Herring said, do you think Will Johnson would have done a better job at nickel against those tight ends because of his size? Will, at last check, wasn't really practicing uh, nickel. He's They've had him exclusively at corner, and he's a true freshman, Vance. You can't just go throwing a throwing a dude a nickel saying now you know maybe they've started working on it with him more but i know heading into the season he was practicing it at, at corner exclusively you know right now you got to be careful about moving guys around i mean it's uh, my man at nickelback right now he does a great job mm-hmm. i mean i don't care who you put on those tight ends in a particular ball game they had size they ran well they're gonna make some catches but they didn't make catches that actually hurt us that caused an issue for us I mean, you had, I think, one decent reception. We had good coverage on the guy. It's a good throw and good catch. But otherwise than that, to be honest, they weren't that big of a factor. And on key third downs, we took him away by running combo coverage or we pressured the quarterback. So, no, I think how we played him, we did the right things. All right. Uh, from Michael Terry, he said, Coach, would you tighten up the rotation at edge and end so that three or four guys can find their groove versus playing five or six guys like they do right now? I'm playing as many guys as I can for good depth. I'm thinking long-term wise right now because you're going to have some injuries. So the more depth you can build up right now, the more experience you're going to have going into the season. So now as we close when it, when it gets cold and you're playing physical football teams, you're fresh in the fourth quarter. And now when it's time to go rush the passer, guess what? Those guys are ready to go. So I'm trying to get as many guys ready as I can to make that final push for those last four games. All right, Vance. Here's another one from Antoine Johnson. Says, Vance, do you think uh, you would be would have been better for Michigan to run cover one on Iowa? They didn't have any deep deep threats or 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 a quarterback. So, what do you think about that? They did run some some man, and uh, a couple of times they were man coverage, and the tight end caught a ball on. And but for the most part, he mixed it up pretty good. But I like what he was doing. I mean, you yeah. mix up zone, you mix up man. A couple of times, our cornerbacks made some nice plays. They're playing cover six, which is quarter, quarter, half. And they run in the outside flood that we saw versus Maryland. And Turner came off. He would have had a touchdown on one of them. He catched like me. He can't catch. Ball hit him in the hands. He had a great break. So to mix it up for what Iowa was doing offensively, he had he did enough man and enough quarter, quarter, half and cover three that worked for him pretty good. 
All right. Here's another one from JMAT277. Does Michigan blitz too much from depth versus bring the heat with the linebackers walked up on the ball? You want to disguise. We talked about that the first game, and you're the great disguise. You got to have disguise. And that's what you teach guys in the uh, watching video. So, for example, I'm telling the linebackers in the secondary, when we blitzing, to watch the center and the quarterback. As long as the center's hand not on the ball, I stay back. As long as the quarterback is looking to the side, I stay back. But now when his head comes back to center, he snaps, it's time to hit it and get it. Now they can't check out of it. So, again, as the season goes on, they're going to get better and better at doing that. And you want to hold your disguise as long as you can because if you show it off, 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 the, off the tilt, they go match protection slide. Now you want on one outside and they got time, they can beat, beat you. So right now, we're okay. Let's just be patient with them. We're getting better and better each ballgame. You said heading into the season, Vance, this Big Ten championship team, you think. Now you've seen them. Uh, they destroyed teams in non-conference like you expected them to. They've played two teams that tested them in different ways over the first couple of weeks of the season. Maryland tested their, their defense mightily with, with a veteran quarterback and a group of dudes at receiver. I think Maryland is going to be one of the surprise teams in the league this year. Iowa, you know, it tested their offense with a, a really veteran, well-coached defensive unit with playmakers at, at every level. Uh, and the offense seemed to respond to that. With what you've seen, you still feeling good about your prediction about Big Ten Championship going down to Columbus and beating Ohio State? Yes, I do. Well, Michigan State, they played Maryland last week, didn't they? They did. What, what, what happened to them? <laughs> they got beat. You're kidding, right? <laughs> the Penn State is inconsistent up and down. Wisconsin, I mean, why they let their coach go, I don't have a clue. The man has done a tremendous job. So now they're going to be in a little disarray just because you change the guy down. They have no speed. I saw them play twice this year. They have no speed on offense. So you can't score a lot because you can't beat people deep. So the team that you still got to get ready for are the Dutter Bucks up there in Columbus. It's just that simple. They have speed. They have a good running back. So right now I see us in a collision course with those guys. It should be a nighttime game. It should be a primetime game on ABC. That's where it should be just that way. Well, so and, so you you got a lot. You got Indiana this week. As long as they don't overlook them, they should beat the brakes off Indiana. Then you got Penn State. Uh, Penn State, they always have some athletes, right? They got a, a young running back who's turning some heads. Uh, a, a veteran quarterback doesn't look like the same guy that he was before Iowa knocked him out last year. But still a veteran quarterback. Now, whenever James Franklin brings a team to Ann Arbor, he seems to get his tail whooped, Vance. I mean, you say he's taken to the woodshed quite a few times coming to Ann Arbor. But that's still a team you got to worry about. And then Michigan State. I know they're looking bad, Vance. I know they're looking like a beat dog right now. But somehow, some way, they look all fresh and clean when they come and play Michigan, right? So, you still have some hurdles to get over before you get to Ohio State. Well, I'm not overlooking anybody. You can't overlook Indiana because they can sneak up on you because you're not prepared. They can Anybody can beat you on any given weekend. I look at uh, two weeks ago, Clemson, they give up 40-some points on the road. They're supposed to be the number three team in the country. And, and you look at Oklahoma last week versus TCU, gave up 52 points. So in any given time, Anybody can beat you if they have some players. So you can't overlook anybody, number one. But 
to me, I'm looking at the overall team concept, not just defense. I'm watching offense. They are doing some really good things. And I, I'm watching them give me formations, the boundary, trying to, to make uh, Iowa adjust their defense. I'm seeing motion. I'm seeing different things. I'm seeing great ball control offense with big playability. I, I'm seeing really good special teams play. So as a team, Michigan's playing really good football right now. That's why when I think about Penn State, I think Penn State defense is going to have issues with the offense. Mm-hmm. If it's a game of field position, because of that, I think our special teams is better than their special teams. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case and we don't give up big plays, which we really haven't for the most part this year, that's why I think we're going to beat Penn State in the big house. What about Michigan you? State? Michigan State's look rough. I don't care what you say. They're playing bad right now. That's all I know. So what's going to change? They can get up for a quarter and a half. I t- I t- 1997. I'm going back. I'm, we're playing Michigan State down there in Sparty land. So we're not playing great. We're sleepwalking, I'll be honest with you. So it's four down, and they got the field goal team out, right? We're not playing great on either side of the ball. They had a trick play, one for a touchdown. After that, it was turn off the lights. We, we beat them like a, like a dog. I didn't say a dog. I said a dog. They weren't even alive. After that, they woke up a sleeping giant, and it was over with. So right now, I think this team mentally is better off than what we were because our guys started thinking they were good 97. This team right now said we still have to prove something. And each week they have proven that, and they've gotten better each single week because of that. So I could see us right now. It might be some close games, but we have found ways to get it done in the fourth quarter. That's signs of a mature football team and a good football team. And that's what hey, we all are. Michigan State that bad. How you I mean, where can I I need to get Mel Tucker's agent? Nine and a half dollars to be nine and a half Ooh. million dollars to be like that. I tell you what, now you know what? My man is smart man. <laughs> I mean, that's all I gotta say. He he got 95 mil. His great, 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 great grandkids gonna still be living off that money from the interest he making for let me see. He making how many wins he got so far? Uh, I think they have two. That's wins. exactly right. He don't have many. For the money he's making right now, whew, I, see, I'm about ready to come out of retirement and start coaching again because they're making too much money for me for sitting on the sideline. There's a lot of guys out there making a lot of money not coaching. I can do the same thing. Give me a hat and a cap and just let me walk around like I'm somebody and pay me to do that. I'd be real good at that. They say, who is that? That's Coach Beth walking around like he always does. Paying him good just to walk around look good. That's all I gotta tell you. And sweat. I mean, hey, pay him to sweat. He'd be sweating on the sideline. Something serious. I wouldn't be sweating the damn. I would sweat a damn thing. You pay me nine and a half million dollars, win or lose. Well, see, if I was him, guarantee, man. It's a guaranteed contract, Vance. I have me a dog on anti-personal uh, uh, commercial for ninety-five million. I'm making. So now I'm hard to worry. You won't see me sweat. I have on uh, a degree. That's degree. Put on my forehead and wipe it off. You see no sweat on me. $95 million. I'm thinking back right now. As soon as it's over, I'm going down to St. Thomas or to St. John's and, and sit on the beach with some umbrellas on my, my drink. I'm sorry. My ice. I want no sun to touch my ice. I'm just telling you. You get umbrellas for your ice, man. Umbrellas Ooh. for your ice. Hey, I, got, I got umbrellas for my ice and got three for myself. So I, I can work in the sun, but I can't lay on the beach in no sun. My wife will tell you that. I don't have three umbrellas. I'm not going to share with anybody else. I'm just being honest. 
All right, we got a long way to go before they play Michigan State. But it's going to be a fun. You know that's going to be a fun week. I'm really, really looking forward to that. As I look forward to these sessions every single week, I hope you guys get as much out of them as I do love hanging with my man Vance. And look, tell me something, because I asked this of the people earlier. I've been thinking about putting together something special for Michigan State week. Live, a live breakdown session with Vance, Devin, and Al. Michigan State weekend because that's coming off a bye. We can maybe even break down Michigan State film heading Ooh, into the game because we, we would have the opportunity with, with no game the week prior. We'd have some time to really focus on Michigan State. So if you're interested in that, I'm talking about doing it live, like pep rally style. And for those of you who aren't in town, we can maybe stream it live so you can watch it and participate that way. If you're interested in that, Drop me a comment. Let me know. We're going to see what level of support, what level of interest there is in that. And if there's enough, hey, maybe we'll do something live. Maybe man, we'll spread, have spread the word, man. for you, Vance. Man, hey, spread the word. Get it out there. Only thing about it now, with all that, I don't know if I can get a word in there twice. <laughs> my man running for office. Man, that's all I got to say. My man, he got the gift. He got the gift. I just, I, I watched him early on with Devin. Oh, my goodness. Devin can't. He don't have a chance. <laughs> Hey man, and Al said, "Listen, he he's trying to educate the masses, man. He's trying to educate the the, the 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 you know the viewers and the listeners. He's trying to teach them teach them football, man. You know, professor, he, he, professor. He's Boy. doing a great job. He's giving us so much information. They're all confused. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, one of my mentors said, "Hey, don't confuse me with the facts." <laughs> <laughs> Hey, yeah, he's he's flexing that football knowledge for sure. But listen, if you guys are interested in that, drop me some comments. Of course, you can always, always show your support in many other ways, like liking this video, subscribing to the channel. That way, every time we put up a video, you know about it because you get a notification. You can follow us over on our YouTube or on our podcast channel, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, you name it. Be sure to like, be sure to subscribe, be sure to tell all your friends about it. And the best way to follow everything we do and support the Michigan Insider crew is go over to the MichiganInsider.com. That's where it all goes down. Football, basketball, and recruiting. Stories, beat coverage, recruiting coverage, access to all of the network sites. You cannot beat it. One dollar gets you in your first month. All the inside intel, all the stories you want on the team you love. And then, of course, once you become a full-paying member after that first month, you will also get a subscription to Paramount Plus. So it is great bang for your buck. Highly, highly, highly recommended. That is going to do it for us today. Be sure to be on the lookout for the film study with Vance and Al. That goes up tomorrow. Devin's film study is about to go up shortly after this broadcast. So be on the lookout for that. So all three film studies up in the next 24 hours. A lot of football for you to absorb as Michigan heads into this game with Indiana. Vance, as always, my brother, it's been real, man. Been real. It's been real. I enjoyed it, man. Go blue. Hey, I need you people to get out there and give me a bunch of likes. I want to do it live at five, baby. Let's get some action. Al and myself going at it head to head. I just know one thing. I can talk just as much as Al if I have to. That's right. <laughs> Go blue. <laughs> All right, we're going to see if we can make it happen. If we do make it happen, it's going to be plenty of sweet baby rays. I tr trust me. And all you fans got to pay pay Vance up those stakes that you said that you told at the beginning of the season. It's going to be a Big Ten championship team. If it is, give me my stakes. 
none of those fans have come through with your steaks yet, Vance. We got to make sure some some fans buy you some steaks when you come to town. Hey, I'm counting on it right now. I thought Michigan people were 100%. I trusted them. I'm still waiting for my steaks. You know what? They're probably going to ship them from Argentina. That's how I got them. I'm getting some. I'm getting Wagyu Argentina fillets. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> All right, folks, we'll see you next time on the next edition of the Michigan Football Breakdown focused on the defense with Vance Bedford. We'll see you next time. Baseball has begun, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Samphill, every Monday through Saturday as we deliver all of your fantasy baseball needs in just five minutes. We'll break down the biggest performers, news, and prospects who could make an impact this season. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found.